Welcome to Presence of Mind. My name is Jesse Brar, and I'm the host of this podcast. Before I started releasing episodes with the knowledge and lessons I've learned, I wanted to start off and give an introduction to myself and my background in this space. I want to start off by saying I'm not a doctor, I'm not a therapist, I'm not a licensed professional. I'm just a girl who struggled with her mental health and found healing. I learned a lot of lessons along the way, which took a lot of time and a lot of research. And I'm here to share some of that information with you. I hope some of you might find it helpful. I hope some of you might find it as a point to jump off of and continue your own research and advocacy. Growing up, I was surrounded by a lot of the effects of mental illness, which of course I didn't know at the time. My father is an alcoholic, and so I saw a lot of the different side effects that come with that. As well, I lived in a household with my grandparents and my father's parents, and they were also very verbally, physically, and emotionally abusive. Needless to say, this wasn't an ideal environment for a child to be in. Growing up, I faced a lot of different struggles, and I was very thankful for my mother, who is an amazing and protective human being, and she took us out of that situation when I was about 11. However, that still had a lasting effect on who I was and how I would go through life. I remember afterwards, once we'd moved out, I still struggled a lot. When I was there, there was a reason to it. I could hear fights going on, and therefore I was anxious. But now, I just felt anxious all the time. And to be honest, I didn't even know the word anxious at that moment. I just knew that I was different. For a long time, I just accepted the fact that there was something wrong with me, but this was who I was and this was how it was going to be. It wasn't until I was 16 and I took my first psychology class in high school where I realized that there was a name to all of this. I still remember it to this day. I was sitting there writing down notes that the teacher was putting up, and as I was writing everything down, I was starting to notice a lot of the symptoms in myself. When she was listing off what depression looks like, all I could think about was, oh my god, that's me. When she was talking about anxiety, when she was talking about eating disorders, all of these little things I started to recognize within myself. My first instinct was to go talk to my mom about it, so that's what I did. And when I was talking to her and explaining these things, we both kind of looked at each other. My mom didn't grow up with this knowledge either. She grew up in India where life is very, very different. This was the first time I'd heard about anything like this as well. She looked at me and she said, you have good grades, you have great friends, you have a family that takes care of you and loves you. Why are you depressed? And I remember sitting there and wondering, you're right. I don't have a reason. So why am I like this? Because I couldn't find a reason to it, I ignored it for a while. This wasn't something that people were actively talking about. It wasn't a concept that was out there in the open like it is now. So I hid in silence. I figured this is just who I am and this is how life will be. And I brushed to the side. A few years later, when I went to university, I moved away from home for the first time. Even though I was struggling a lot in high school, my family was always there for me and I was always able to lean on them whenever I was feeling low. But now, living three hours away with a whole new set of people, a whole new set of challenges, and having to learn how to go through adult life myself, I was struggling a lot. 
and I didn't know what to do. At this point, I still didn't really know what was wrong with me either. I was too scared to go to a therapist. I was too scared to ask a doctor because I didn't want anyone to think I was weak or that there was something different about me. I'd always been a protector, the one who cares for their friends, the person that you can go to. And I didn't want to lose that part of myself. So I brushed it to the side. And going through the rest of university, I faced a lot of struggles because I was pushing it away. I wasn't dealing with the issues that were going on. I struggled with alcoholism at one point. I was severely depressed and I was going through life day by day, not knowing if I was going to make it to the next one. The biggest change for me came in my second year. I stumbled upon this presentation where two South Asian males were talking about how they had also struggled in their first year how they also were drinking too much, partying too much, neglecting their schoolwork, how they couldn't tell what was going on. And then they talked about how they were doing better. They talked about going to a therapist, that it wasn't easy, but in the end, it helped. And that was the day I booked my first appointment. I went to the therapist, I talked to them about what was going on, and Eventually, I went to the doctor and I got diagnosed. I realized I was struggling with very many things. And it was time to stop being the victim and take things into control. That's really where I started my journey of healing. I did the traditional thing. I went to therapy. I tried to talk it out. But I realized it wasn't working for me. So I moved to medication. Tried every medication under the sun. Sometimes they made me feel so sick that I didn't want to go back and take the next pill. But I knew I wanted to get better. And I knew that there had to be a light at the end of the tunnel. No one had told me what the answer was because there is no answer. Every single person is different. So I really had to go on a journey to find what worked for me. Eventually, I was able to find a regiment that worked for me. It was a mix of medication, sometimes therapy, leaning on my support systems and my friends. And going through all of this really made me passionate about the subject. It was so hard every single day that I was struggling. There was a point when I really would wake up in the morning and not want to go through the day. But now with all of these supports around me and all of these different methods, I was really enjoying life. And I thought about that feeling and I never wanted anyone else to feel that way. So I wanted to do my part to help challenge some of the stigma that was out there. This wasn't because you wanted to be this way. You're not being lazy. Sometimes this just is what it is. And there is a light at the end of the tunnel. So I started volunteering with an organization called Jack.org. I was working around Canada doing presentations about what is mental health, why is it important. I was going to different schools, universities, colleges, talking to other students about this concept. And from there, I just kept on getting more passionate. I started attending conferences. I started talking to more people about this. I started becoming more open about my struggle. In March 2017, I attended the Jack Summit. The Jack Summit is a conference hosted by Jack.org that brings together students from all across Canada to talk about the landscape of mental health and how we can make a difference in our communities. It got me thinking, what is my community? 
I'd always grown up too white for the brown kids, too brown for the white kids, in this weird middle ground, not able to connect with my mother because she grew up in India, which was very different than here, and not able to connect with my peers because they didn't have that same cultural background. I realized for me, it was those second generation immigrants, the ones who were growing up in this weird space with a conflict of interests almost. I never really knew where my heart was or what I was supposed to be doing. So that's where I decided to make a difference. A lot of it for me was I was scared of what my community would think if I told people that I was struggling, but I wanted to take that fear and I wanted to turn it into something better. I remember thinking about those two students that talked about their mental health and how much of a difference it made in my life to see someone who kind of looked like me, who had similar experiences to me, someone I could relate to talking so openly about the concept. It made me feel better and it gave me the courage that I needed to reach out for my help. And that's what I wanted to create. I wanted to create a safe space for others as well. That's what became the Mental Health Spotlight. The Mental Health Spotlight was a safe space for people of the South Asian diaspora to come together and have conversations about mental health. It started off by me sharing my story and what I had been through, and then I invited others to come and do the same. Whether you were a clinician, someone who had struggled, or just someone who cared, this was a safe space for us. We worked together to erase the stigma, and over three years, we shared over 250 stories from across the world of people who cared. We came together and showed that mental health is something that we all have, and it's nothing to be afraid of or ashamed of. The Mental Health Spotlight was my passion project, and it propelled me into a space that I didn't even see coming. I got hired by Jack.org full-time to run the program that I was previously volunteering in. I learned so much about public speaking, on how to give presentations, on how to put mental health information out there. And it gave me so many incredible opportunities. I was invited to speak at conferences around the world. I got to co-host the Global Mental Health Summit in London, England, sit down with ministers, meet the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, and talk about what I love most, mental health. Just having human conversations with other people around the world who also wanted to make a difference. After three years of running, I felt like the Mental Health Spotlight had served its purpose. I set out to create a safe space where we could start talking about mental health. And now we're at the point where we are talking about mental health. We all know that it exists. The world is making leaps and bounds to help change the space and provide more information and more services to those that need it. So I wanted to shift my focus and start getting more information out there and start advocating for real changes in our government and other safe spaces. And that brings us back here to presence of mind. This is where I'm going to be sharing some of the information that I've gathered throughout the years working in the mental health space. Some of it's from my personal experience, some of it's from the research I've done, some of it's from the practical on the ground work that I've been able to do. And this isn't just one-sided. This is a space where you can ask questions, when you can ask for more information, and I'll try my best to help you get it. Thank you so much for being a part of this journey, and I can't wait to see where it all goes. Here's some presents from my mind to yours. Stay tuned for our next episode.